from the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. The legislature is poised to sign off on proposed legislation crafted with the help of the family law section that would make divorce proceedings more uniform. Jim Ash has more. Yeah, the House's 117-0 vote to approve HB 521 pretty much set it all for the proposed legislation. Republican Tracy Coster, a Tampa marital and family law attorney, is the House sponsor. Republican Aaron Grawl, a Vero Beach attorney, sponsored the companion SB 534. Both bills sailed through the committees without a negative vote. Grawl's bill is already on the Senate calendar, so the proposed legislation could be sent to the governor as early as Wednesday, the next time the Senate goes to the floor. When she introduced it on the House floor, Coster said the bill recognizes the complexity surrounding divorce proceedings and addresses conflicting case law. For example, the bills would require that a gift of real property between the parties be made in writing and give judges guidelines to follow when valuing a closely held business. Another provision would create guidelines courts could use to determine when to grant an interim partial distribution of assets. Democratic Representative Christopher Benjamin, a Miami attorney, asked the only floor question, whether the family law section endorses the proposal. Coster said they were, quote, integral to drafting this bill. FFLA, or as we used to know it, the Florida Bar Foundation, has added Westlaw Precision with AI-assisted research to its statewide subscription that provides legal research tools to its legal aid grantees. Roanne Batar has the story. FFLA's subscription allows more than 20 Florida legal aid organizations to access Westlaw's many tools at a reduced rate. Westlaw, an online legal database platform, provides case histories, form builders, and research tools for lawyers. As the account holder, FFLA manages payment to Westlaw and is reimbursed by each legal aid provider. FFLA's investment in Westlaw reduces the cost of it for legal aid providers, allowing them to put more funds toward other services, according to FFLA. The Florida Bar Foundation was one of the first statewide IOTA programs in the nation to facilitate this type of agreement more than 20 years ago. FFLA believes legal aid clients benefit from having lawyers who have access to cutting-edge research tools. According to Thompson Reuters, which owns Westlaw, their AI-assisted research tool allows reliable information from its library of materials, which reduces the risk of AI-generated hallucinations or faulty information. FFLA says it's committed to exploring projects that promote complementary, not competing technology tools that can coordinate efforts, avoid redundancy, reduce costs, and share best practices. The Florida State University College of Law will host Ambassador David Sheffer during its second annual D'Alembert and Palmer Lecture in International Human Rights. Alexandra Glorioso has the story. Yeah, Mark. Sheffer was the first U.S. ambassador at large for war crimes issues and was instrumental in the creation of five international or hybrid criminal tribunals, including leading the U.S. delegation to the United Nations talks, creating the International Criminal Court. During his lecture, The Future of International Criminal Justice, Sheffer will examine the current performance of international criminal tribunals, including the International Criminal Court, International Investigative Mechanisms, and National Courts, 
as well as the character of crimes being investigated and, when possible, prosecuted against perpetrators of genocide, crimes against humanity, war crimes, and aggression. He's also slated to address the Russia-Ukraine war, as well as other contemporary conflicts. The lecture, which is free and open to the public, will take place this Thursday, February 29th from 4 to 5 p.m. at the College of Laws D. Allenbert Rotunda at Florida State. The event will also be live streamed and is approved for CLE credit. The latest edition of the Florida Supreme Court Historical Society's magazine Historical Review is out and celebrates the 75th anniversary of the opening of the Florida Supreme Court's building in Tallahassee. The magazine features articles and historical photographs detailing the court's construction, unique architectural elements and renovations over the years. It also highlights Justice Ricky Paulson's recent retirement from the court and Justice Meredith Sasso's subsequent appointment, among other stories of interest to court history buffs. It is available online by visiting flcourthistory.org. The legislature is poised to grant District Court of Appeal judges a little more flexibility to establish remote offices. Jim? The House voted 117 to 0 on Thursday to approve HB 353 by Republican Pat Maney, a retired Okaloosa judge and brigadier general. The bill passed with no debate and little discussion. Maney says the bill deals with an alternative headquarters for District Court of Appeal judges. It would slightly expand an existing law that permits DCA judges who live 50 miles or more from their main courthouse to establish an alternative headquarters in their county of residence. Alternative headquarters is how the law defines a remote office, typically one a DCA judge sets up in a county courthouse. The bill would simply give the appellate judges the flexibility to set up an office in a county that is adjacent to their county of residence. Republican Senator Erin Grawl, a Vero Beach attorney, is sponsoring the companion. She told the committee some DCA judges live closer to a courthouse in an adjacent county than the one in their home county. The sponsors stressed that the bill protects taxpayers by prohibiting a DCA judge from collecting more in travel expenses than they would if they had set up a remote office in their home county. The measures are a priority of the Florida Conference of DCA Judges. The Senate could send the proposal to Governor DeSantis as early as Wednesday when it next goes to the floor. Let's take a minute to realize that this will be the last episode that Alex is with us here on Florida Bar News Briefs as she's taken a new position as a reporter with the Miami Herald. We're going to miss her, but we know she's going to go on and do big things. Go rake some muck. For more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. Florida Bar News Briefs, a production of the Journal and News Department. For Roanne Batar, Alex Glorioso, Jim Ash, and our producer behind the glass, Jonathan Siegel, I'm Mark Killian. (laughs) 